Hello, listeners and followers of Ufahamwe Africa and the Monkey Cage. My name is Amita Maklo, an anthropologist artist at Cornell University working with the Ufahamu Africa team. This week's bonus episode is actually a conversation between Eleanor Painter, Christina Kanselman and Rachel Betty Riddle and they are saying that the UK wants to send refugees to Rwanda and apparently this is becoming a trend. Painter, Kanselman and Riedel tell us that similar plans in other countries suggest that the UK program will endanger rather than protect migrants. With global attention focused on the plight of people fleeing Ukraine, the UK government has announced a new pay-for-processing program with Rwanda. The policy would further close already heavily restricted UK borders by allowing British officials to target people arriving via the English Channel and send some of them 4,000 miles away. It is a response to ongoing debate in post-Brexit context on how to stem arrivals to British shores and ultimately how to limit who obtains asylum in the United Kingdom. The agreement's official end goal is that UK-bound asylum seekers would voluntarily resettle in Rwanda, some developing country, or return to their home countries. Rwanda has a relatively integrative policy towards social inclusion, public services, and economic opportunities. However, Rwanda is still a country with issues around human rights, and this might affect asylum seekers' access to certain freedoms. Painter, Kanselman and Riedel go on to further tell us that outsourcing is a growing trend. The agreement apparently exemplifies a trend across Western nations. By excluding asylum seekers in the name of rescue and security, countries shift those apprehended at their borders to nations in the global south. This approach is controversial and, according to UN officials, raises legal questions. In violating international agreements and humanitarian principles about the right to claim asylum, the policy also suggests those seeking safety deserve no say in their destination. A number of policies and practices threaten asylum seekers' rights in Europe and other Western countries. Since 2017, an agreement between Italy and Libya returns individuals crossing the Mediterranean Sea to Libyan detention centers. Since December 2013, Israel deported more than 4,000 Sudanese and Eritrean nationals to Uganda and Rwanda. No longer able to return certain asylum seekers to EU countries following Brexit, the UK has sought to criminalize precarious migration and outsource asylum processing and detention. UK Home Security Priti Patel has consulted Australian leaders who implemented a rigorous offshore detention policy. The UK plan also resembles a 2021 agreement between Denmark and Rwanda. This UK plan reinforces old stereotypes. The UK announcement perpetrates the criminalization of migrants, racializes and genders asylum seeking. In his speech introducing the agreement, Prime Minister Boris Johnson suggests men are paying people smugglers to queue jump and they are taking up our capacity to help genuine women and children refugees. This unfounded claim implies that the policy will target single men and send them on to Rwanda, a country the UK government called one of the world's safest nations. 
in addition to violating asylum seekers' rights, this approach would bolster a culture of suspicion among UK citizens that non-white migrants, especially men, represent a threat. Although officials have yet to hear the asylum claims of those crossing, Johnson reiterated popular discourse that presumes single men are economic migrants taking advantage of the asylum system. Johnson's assertion suggests that these migrants are undeserving of UK protection or even the possibility of entering into the UK while the asylum petitions are pending. Similar rhetoric in Europe shaped racist, xenophobic border policy since its so-called refugee crisis garnered global attention in 2015. One irony of this rhetoric is how few refugees are actually hosted in Europe versus African nations. For example, Rwanda hosts a slightly larger number of refugees than the UK does. So what is Rwanda's track record? The UN Refugee Agency, UNHCR, has praised Rwanda for adopting amongst the most progressive policies worldwide to support refugee self-reliance and creating an enabling environment that offers refugees rights to free movement and to work, rights that can be rare globally. But in practice, research suggests that most refugees fail to obtain these rights. Many of the displaced remain dependent on humanitarian aid, which often falls short. UNHCR's annual budget for Rwanda refugee operation is only 11% funded, for instance. This figure does not factor in the needs of additional asylum seekers the UK would send. The UK government proposes to pay Rwanda nearly $160 million to help defray the cost of taking in additional refugees, but evidence from Australia suggests that outsourcing asylum processing costs significantly more than projected. The funds from the UK would probably not suffice. Like refugee populations globally, those hosted in Rwanda are not immune to discriminatory experiences. These risks are higher for women, girls, unaccompanied youth, LGBTI individuals and people with disabilities. An extreme example in 2018 was when Rwandan police killed 11 Congolese refugees who demonstrated against reductions in food aid. Well-documented rights repression in Rwanda raises fundamental questions about the UK's plan. In addition, if refugees don't have the ability to integrate within Rwanda, there is a heightened risk that Rwanda will become a transit rather than a destination country. This suggests that the UK proposal wouldn't actually deter unsafe migration, but instead risk prompting people to undertake repeated and increasingly unsafe journeys. These anywhere-but-here policies are dangerous. Policies that delay or prohibit migrants from filing asylum claims put people on the move at greater risk and can lead to border deaths. By relocating those the UK mark as threatening or illegal, the UK government underscores that Rwanda and other countries in the global south are the legitimate places for undesirable, non-European, non-white and non-Christian migrants, an epithet of Western imperialism. In Rwanda, according to Johnson, those granted refugee status will have the opportunity to build a new life in that dynamic country supported by the funding we, which he means UK, they, are going to be giving them. Ignoring that many head to the UK hoping to reach family, friends and specific opportunities there, this agreement with Rwanda suggests asylum seekers deserve no agency in choosing where they settle. 
If the UK-Rwanda agreement follows the trend of other European outsourcing efforts, it won't guarantee safety and rights as promised. It instead will legitimate anti-immigrant racism within the UK while leaving those seeking protection in continued precarity. It is rather a shame that the UK and other Western countries in times of crisis will defer responsibilities and take away agency and by extension aid from those who need it. It will be interesting to know who, according to countries like the UK, is seen as worthy of asylum and who is not and therefore outsourced. With its problems and all, though, hats off to Rwanda and other global South countries who are at least allowing refugees space within their countries, even if it's temporary. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this review. Remember, you can access the review on the Monkey Cages website. Do not forget to follow the Ufahamu podcast and the Monkey Cage on social media. Keep the refugees in your thoughts. I am Amita Maklo. Have a fantastic rest of your day.